Do you ever get tired of the same old boring news? Do you ever wish the news was very nearly funny? I know we did. Hi, I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. And that's why we created Anchor Persons. A news podcast. For people who hate the news. By people who hate the news. Every week, we lampoon the laughable thing that journalism has become. We make up facts about your home state. We break stories on the latest in food crime. We take two completely unrelated things and figure out how they're connected. And we keep you informed on the emotional weather. Find Anchor Persons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or a completely different podcatcher that you prefer. Will you laugh? No. But will you be informed? Also no. Anchor Persons, the only news podcast hosted by persons. Subscribe today! You're doing it wrong. You're wrong. No, 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 no. Other way, other way. You got it. Other way. Come on. More, more. Left. Turn it left. Turn it left. Now, now turn it towards me. Turn it towards me. Now hit it. That's it. Did I do it? Welcome to Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rosé. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. Tim Hansen, unfortunately, cannot join us this week uh, as he is off fighting the coronavirus. He's not doing that. No, uh, no, he's, he's, he's not doing that. He's not doing that at all. Mm. What is it? Well, he's doing something else. He had a last-minute conflict. Trying to guess what it might possibly be, and I'm guessing it's got to be something heroic because he's a heroic guy. Yeah, yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's 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 country man, country strength guy. Yeah, um, he's, he's on the front lines of something. We just yeah, don't know what front lines they are. He's he's fighting the good fight in North Carolina. So yeah, yeah, whatever right, fight it is, it's got to be good. Yeah, yeah, fight the good fight, man. Yeah. Come on, Tim. Or or where, wherever he used to live, because that's the bit now. Is he's now where he used to be? Yeah, he's back in Malvern. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's fighting yeah. the good fight in Malvern. Yeah, back at back home in Malvern, PA. Yeah, I, I almost felt like I, I know he told us about the wedding that he was going to, but I wanted to confront him about it on this podcast. Like how he he had, Tim came back for a wedding a couple of weeks ago uh, and uh, didn't see us. Didn't do it. How dare him? Yeah, how no. dare him? What an asshole! Yeah. That's actually what it is: is that we kicked him off the show for yeah. disrespecting yeah. us. How dare yeah. him? Again, yeah. it's last episode we were talking about contract disputes, and it's in his contract. Anytime he's up here, he has to come see us. Yeah, either each individually or all together, but we prefer all together. Never mind the fact that we just saw him in person last week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that wasn't enough. Like he's the just... second time he has driven from North Carolina yeah. to Pennsylvania in he's, the span of two weeks. He's got a fifty-fifty, and it's not good enough. It's... No, man. It's got to be more. You know what that is? It's an F. Exactly. It's an F. It the grade school rules, that is an F, yeah. Tim Hansen. F. F performance by Tim Hansen for, for hanging out with us. And uh, listen, I won't stand for it. <laughs> uh, we're looking forward to having Tim back on this show uh, eventually, I yeah. guess, unless he hears this and gets so insulted <laughs> by the way that we talked about him. He's just like, nah, fuck these guys. Uh, but in the meantime, it's, it's just us three. And you, the listener. See, it's like a family. Welcome. There you are. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> Rich, just, Rich just reached out and like touched your shoulder. Uh, feel free to email us your complaints at brosequestions at gmail.com. Sorry, I should have asked for consent. For yeah, time. dude. Uh, welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast. Available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, the premise of our show. 
is that we answer questions from you, the audience, that Rich just touched on the shoulder about life, the universe, and everything, and we do it while enjoying a delicious glass of wine. So if you have a question you would like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, but before we get to that, we're going to discuss what wine that we are drinking in this particular episode. And this time we are drinking the bottle that I've provided, which is La Sonalies, uh, a Rouge Sec, a red wine. Uh, this is entirely in French. It's Mise en Bateau Pas SVV. Uh, a caillou francais. So I apologize to all our French listeners for uh, for <laughs> just 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 blatant disrespect and butchering of you, your language. You nailed it out of the park. That's true. <laughs> I nailed it out of the park. I sure <laughs> did. That's like uh the one that that bothers me the most is when somebody says we're clicking on all cylinders. Like cylinders fire. Like you're firing <laughs> all cylinders or you're just clicking. Like cylinders. Look, man, I'm not a car guy. I don't think that working cylinders click. Yeah, if, if your car clicks when you turn it on, that yeah, means yeah. you need a new battery. Yeah. Uh, Our team's just clicking on all cylinders. It means like the quarterback's throwing it 80 yards over the guy's head. Like, just, just fucking it up. Uh, but anyway, uh, we are we are firing on all cylinders here as we discuss this dry red wine produced in France. It's a 12% alcohol bro volume. And the tasting notes on the back of La Sennalier says that it is a supple wine, round and rich, with freshly balanced and good structure. This wine should be drunk on its own or as an accompaniment to chicken or nice steak. It is particularly recommended for an everyday for everyday drinking occasions <laughs> served at room temperature, which is a bold statement to be like, it's particularly recommended for all the time. <laughs> uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this, uh, on this Rouge Sec uh, wine? I'm not a fan of it. I don't like red wine. I've never really enjoyed them unless okay. maybe like a a nice mold wine, but besides that, like I'm not a big fan of red wine, so I'm not I'm not totally liking this. But what about you, Sean? It's growing on me. Okay, it was a little bit because I haven't had red wine in so long. I know it's just uh, it was like it's it's a shock because because rosé is so sweet, even like the even the dry ones are so sweet oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's a sliding scale like red wine is like in a whole other planet if you're just getting because we had those pinot noir roses mm -hmm. and like that's yeah like, and i'm dry. like oh this is pretty this is pretty deep yeah a deep a deep palate and then i have actual red wine and i'm like oh my god yeah, oh, yeah what yeah. was i talking about it's like a train comes and hits you with, yeah. uh, with the flavor that's the thing is like i really like red wine but it's been a long time since i've had red wine because we drink rosé so much on this show and then because we drink so much wine on the show, uh, anytime I'm presented with the opportunity, we talked about this before the show, if I'm presented with the opportunity to have like a beer or like an old fashioned or wine, I'm like, well, I drink wine every three weeks for five hours. <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm just going to have like a bourbon or something. Like, yeah. I'm going to try something different. Uh, so uh, this is the first time we've had, uh, I've had red wine in quite a while and uh, I'm a big red wine guy though. So this is, this is it, baby. This is, this is me. <laughs> this is it. And, it, and I'm, I know I'm alone on island because I know it's not really your thing. It doesn't really seem like it's, it's, it's your, your flavor. It, it, it always grows on me. I have to like, it's, it's because it, it's a, such yeah. a shift. It's a, it is it it's is. an adult drink. That's the thing is it's very rich. Like yeah. it's very rich in comparison to like the white wines or the the rosés, and that that's what I like about it. Uh, but I'm not only alone on an island in this room, but like my 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 wife's family is all white wine drinkers. My my mom's side of the family is all white wine drinkers and chardonnays and all that good stuff. And my dad's side of the family, I think, picked up like a, like a 
like a Milwaukee light once and put it down. Like they're not, they're not really like a drinking family. You know, I'll, I'll have to get you in touch with my dad. He loves red wine and bourbon. So yeah, man, me and, uh, me, dude, me, me and big Jim are going to hang out and just uh, like d- double, double fist, a couple of like apothic reds and some Maker's Mark. Let's do it, baby. Hell yeah. All right, Sean, we got our next round of questions in your hands, correct? We do. All right. And again, brosequestions at gmail.com uh, if you would like your question answered on the air. But uh, what's first? Our first question is, what is your love language? And if you need a refresher on what the five love languages are, mm-hmm. they are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Okay. I am glad that you said acts of service because my, my love language is cooking for my wife. Uh, and so I was like, boy, if, if boy, if acts of service isn't on there, then maybe we have something to talk about. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, that, that, that is my love language. I love cooking stuff and trying new stuff for my wife. I love, like my, my wife knows now that I enjoy doing that and will like say, Oh, this might be interesting. We could do like a creamy chicken soup or something like that. Mm. And for, you know, whereas other people like might not appreciate like, Oh, I'll just make what I want. I love that shit. Like I want to try new stuff and like cook stuff for my wife and like put, put, like different spices in it. Say like, oh, I found this great new recipe. We're going to try it. Like this seems like it's right up your alley. It's got lemon in it. You love lemon. Uh, that is my love language is like cooking mm. cooking nice meals for for me and my wife to enjoy. Uh, you know, whether it's a romantic evening or just, hey, we're going to spend the weekend. Like last weekend, we spent the weekend. It mostly had like a pretty relaxing weekend aside from uh, the the part of the day where I went to see, you know, you guys and our good friend Tim Hansen and, and his, his lovely wife uh, for their going away party. Uh, but it was gonna be like, oh, we're just gonna chill out inside most of the weekend. So we found a good chicken soup recipe in the slow cooker and did that. That's nice. I love doing that shit. So that's that is my love language. Yeah, I, I'm I'm weird because my love language to someone is like acts of service. Like I like giving gifts. I love doing things for people. I love cooking for them and everything. But it's also touch. Like I I like rubbing their backs and things like that. But for me. I need words of affirmation. Like, I don't, I, if you want to touch me, that's fine. I don't want you to give me stuff. I want you to tell me I'm doing good and that, how you feel about me. But like when it's for me to someone, it's, I want to give you stuff and I just want to hold on to you basically. I am, I am like that as well. Uh, I like getting the, the verb, the verbalization Mm -hmm. of that. My wife is much more of an actions person, which hey, that works. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, that's, that's interesting. So your, what you appreciate is not necessarily what you are, what you give off. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm not good at expressing how I feel about someone, but I'm good at doing stuff for them and just holding on to them. But I want someone to tell me you're doing good. You're doing great. I love you. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just, it gets me, so happy when I have mm-hmm. someone telling me stuff like that. Sean, what's your love language? It's acts of service. Yeah. Uh, like if someone, like if when someone like does the dishes for me, mm-hmm. that's like that's it. I'm like <laughs> so I'm so set. Somebody just picks up a sponge and Sean is like swoon. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it's for sure that for yeah. me. Yeah. And, my, and then I guess I don't know what. I I like to think words of affirmation are something that I'm good at and like being open and trying to uh, like verbalize how I'm feeling about somebody. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. So you had words of affirmation, acts of service. uh, You said touch? Uh, Receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Mm, Physical touch, okay. So quality time and gifts are the other... Two that we didn't really touch on. 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. The, the gifts thing, I guess, is, I guess then people will have multiple love languages because, like, yeah, we give each other gifts. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, it's just something we do. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, like I said, I, I don't, I like giving gifts, but I don't like getting gifts because I just, I don't have a lot of room in my house. And, like, when you do give me something, then I have, like, I feel like I need to give you something. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you out of the blue give me a gift, I'm just, like, it, it adds stress to me, which is why I don't like getting them, but I love giving them. By the way, Rich, that gritty pillow's for you. Happy, uh, uh, happy Arbor Day. I, uh, <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> but also, like, quality time, as long as it's just, like, us sitting in a room together, not even necessarily doing the same thing, but just being together, mm-hmm. I love that. Like, one of the best things when we did Pizza Friday or Pizza Tuesdays was, like, we would sit there and just watch something. And just me, you, Mary, and mm-hmm. Jake sometimes would just be sitting there watching something. It was just like, this is nice. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have to talk. We don't have to do something. Mm-hmm. We can if we want, but mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nine-Nine's on TV or something yeah. like that. Let's just keep watching it. Yeah. Any other love language thoughts? No, but it's good to know what your love language is mm-hmm. so you can easily express it to somebody else. Yeah. Right. It just very, works out very well for me that my love language involves like making fried chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just to say, I have a very convenient uh, dovetailing of two interests, which is making my wife happy and also in eating delicious chicken. <laughs> What's next, Sean? Uh, this is from listener Brian Everett. Who is slash was your celebrity man crush? I'm going to answer for Tim. It's Ryan Reynolds. Of course yeah, it is. Of, yeah. course, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a slam dunk. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Tim, so, so celebrity man crush. Hmm. Is slash was. I know for a long time it was Dave Grohl. It's a good one. Because he's just like, I, he, I aspired to be the kind of musician that he is. Okay. Uh, Nathan Fillion. Hmm. That's a good I one. I love too. Nathan Fillion. He was he was he was on a uh, Modern Family. I've been re or watching through Modern Family, and he was on a couple episodes of Modern Family. It was fantastic. I was just like these are some of the best episodes because I love Nathan Fillion. Okay, Nathan Fillion's good. Um, I think I talked about him in previous episode. Probably Bobby kind of Valley, uh, who I learned later was on Will and Grace for a long time, but I never watched Will and Grace. I know him from Mr. Robot and I know him from, uh, shoot. It's another Sam Esmail, uh, like a 30 minute show. It was based on a podcast. It's about like, like a soldiers of PTSD, but he's really good in it. Uh, and he's like a bad guy in both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a very good and charming bad guy. Uh, and he's, he has a very distinct personality that he gives each of those characters. And then he was on a show that my wife watched that I didn't like the show, but I love Bobby Cannavale. Uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. Uh, he was really great in all those. And also, it's just a good-looking dude, like a good-looking, <laughs> like a good-looking studly man. He's like fifty years old. Uh, like just just cuts a good figure. Like he's a very like traditionally handsome guy. Look, man, he's Bobby Cannavale. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on. He's good enough for Will. He's good enough for me. <laughs> uh, that'll be mine, I guess. I, I'm trying to think if I have other man crushes. Or if I've oh, had them uh, in the past. Claudia Sanchez, too. Sure. Of sure. course, of course. Sure, I Coheed and Cambria. If you don't have a man crush on Claudio Sanchez, you're yeah. not a fan of Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. yeah. Women so. want to be with him. Men want to be with him. Let's be honest. just pulls from all angles. Uh, yeah, very talented and uh, good-looking dude. Good-looking dude, yeah. A great guitar player. Mm-hmm. New album's coming out soonish. Uh, they don't have a date for it yet, but they released that single a couple months ago. And if, I swear to God, if they don't follow it up with an album, I'm gonna kill them. <laughs> I need, <laughs> I need em. to, I need to get back into listening a lot more music. I've been doing nothing but podcasts, and so now I'm just like, 
yeah. on the drive here, I was rocking out the music. I'm like, I miss music right I've got now. some recommendations for you if you listen to the Taste Fakers podcast. Hey. See, see what it, that wasn't even intentional. The tease, baby. Um, yeah, I can't think of any other uh, 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 man crushes, though. I'm sure there's a bunch. I just can't. You're putting me on the spot. I can't think of them at the moment. Joel Embiid. Oh. Joel Embiid. That's a good one. Because he's... Cause the, 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 here's the thing with, with Embiid. Now, he's a pretty good looking dude. He's he's a, a supreme athlete and everything like that. The dude is funnier in like his fourth language than I'll ever be in my first. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, he's just like... And he's just... Yeah. Great athlete. One of my favorite Philly athletes of all time. Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's next? Uh, what is really hard for you right now? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, the joke answer is watching the Sixers and the Eagles uh, because <laughs> Sixers, uh, Sixers are just a soap opera every day, and the Eagles are just an objectively bad football team. I didn't do the update for our for our picks this week. We're just we're, we're yeah, just keep picking against the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, just keep doing it, guys. You're you're gonna wind up with a with a pretty decent spread at that point. But uh, joking aside, sports aside, what is really difficult for you guys right now? Man, I want to do my joke answer, which is fantasy football. Oh yeah, God, a, I'm being yeah. I'm so bad in fantasy this year. Hey, I ask you something, right? Why'd you drop Nick Chubb? He was injured. Yeah, for like no, a, yeah, IR. No, like... he was IR, wasn't he? Nope. I don't know. <laughs> he was. Hey, hey, look, uh, Team Casnell appreciates it because Nick Chubb's on my team now. <laughs> I, I I had a bunch of injuries for, and I could have swore it said that he was listed on IR for a while. That's uh, a while. no, that's Kareem Hunt. It's the other guy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I dropped him. Like that's the thing. Like I, we'll take I'm... that off air. But uh, <laughs> but uh, as I, 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 I thought it was a strategy. I thought I was like, did I did I miss news on Nick Chubb? Like I know he's out this week, but yeah. anyway, so your fantasy football team's not working out for my, you. Right no, neither of them. I have two this year, and they're not working out mm. for me. But that's like that's my less serious answer. I don't know how serious we want to get with this question. Sure. My, no, my, but, my, 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 <laughs> we, we we hold no boundaries here on the Brose podcast. I, I mean, the, the the more serious answer, and this was I was gonna think about do a take for this, but I I decided not to. But it's being single. It's just it sucks right now being single. I've just I it, like being thirty three and being single is probably the hardest thing I've done in my life because everyone I know is in a relationship. And they all have somebody to do stuff with, and you all have families and everything like that. That it's and plus we're going through, still going through this pandemic. That it's like the risk factor of hanging out with people. That like I can't easily hang out with you guys when I'm feeling down or need to be with someone. That like if I were in a relationship or with someone that just spent time at my house, it just it would be easier. Like I don't really connect with my sister and brother-in-law. We barely talk. After work, I don't really see them, so it's just like I'm still alone in that house, and so that's just like that's the hard part for me is just like being stuck alone right now in these times. Just it sucks. Yeah, man. it sucks. I, I buy that, mm-hmm. and I and and uh, I can imagine, especially excuse me, uh, excuse me, dating now uh, or trying to date a because of the safety thing, and B because like everybody's just we we've I've talked about before in the show like the the, the amount of like social adjustment is is minimal right now because mm-hmm. our the way we interact with people has changed yeah so you're gonna wind up with so like oh what are you yeah like what are you interested in fighting against pandemic okay well i guess we'll, uh, <laughs> yeah cut this it, one short it's i for some reason i can't get past two dates with anybody 
anybody I've hung out with or dated. Have you considered I, bribery? <laughs> I have. Just I, say have. I have. Fifty dollars. <laughs> I have like I, the, the, I, this three was, days. This was <laughs> this was a couple months ago. Like me, me and this uh, this girl, we hung out twice in two weeks, like one, uh, two Fridays in a row, and like the second Friday, the second date we had, like she wasn't having a good day, and I was like, let's just cancel, and I, I like I knew it was just gonna turn out bad, um, but then like a week later or a few days after that that hangout that was bad because she was having a bad day which turned the date bad, which turned her, I guess, feelings towards me just bad and sour. Uh, she was like, I need to work on myself. And then a week later, I see her in a relationship with somebody else on, on, on Snapchat. And I'm just like, hmm. oh, yeah, you need to work on yourself. Or you just you were dating someone else at the same time you were dating me. And you didn't want to tell me the truth that you don't care for me as much as you care for that person. And that's fine. I'd much rather get the truth be told and be like, hey... I'm not feeling the same thing for you as I am for someone else. Then I need to work on myself and not be in a relationship, but then be in a relationship. Did you, did you, did you respond like, Oh, I'll help. <laughs> <laughs> I'll chip in on that. It's a self-help rich sweet in here. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, tough, man. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. It yeah. is. Uh, is there anything that is particularly difficult for you right now? Sean? Um, I've been having real, a lot of trouble with getting my motivation to get my work done. Just, it's just, I can't, I can't, I'm having a really hard time internally motivating myself and I'm getting to the point where like, I'm only working at the deadlines for things, which is just hard and not a great way to be doing stuff. Like I have like weeks to get stuff done and I'm doing it like the day before. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I'm, I'm having a really hard time motivating myself and i just i started taking uh i got prescribed adderall for adhd and it has not helped so far no <laughs> no it just makes me sleepy have you had have you just recently gotten diagnosed with adhd or mm -hmm. okay all right yeah just within the last like couple months okay okay it's not but the, the adderall is not doing it for you it's not doing it for me Jeez. yeah it that's stinks. tough that's tough too let me think i um i think what is tough for me is is it's it's element of motivation, but it's more like physical motivation. Because like I like I have no problem. Like look, I, I get out of bed, I, I get the stuff done around the house, I go to work. Uh, you know, I knock out everything I need to at work. Uh, you know that 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 has not been a problem for me. The problem has been I I have sort of plateaued and and in some ways regressed uh, as far as like like I used to be able to lift more weight than I do now. Uh, and I, and I stopped for a while because I hurt myself and I stopped for a while because it was pandemic. And I wasn't sure when I was gonna get back to the gym and stuff like that. Um, we got weights here, but it's, you know, it's not the same as being at the gym. And so like, I, I was like, you know, I'm, you know, my arms feeling better. I'm going to start lifting weights again. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> like, uh, this is not, you know, and it's, it's a bummer. Cause like, even though I'm, I'm older now, I'm 32 years old, you know, look, you're not going to, you're not the same physically at, 32 than you are at 25 but it's still a bummer because i'm like i used to be able to do this why can i not do this anymore and running it seems like i've plateaued and everything so like it, it's so there are days you know there are days when i i get to my lunch break and i'm like all right this is when i normally go out for my run and i'll be like oh whatever like <laughs> whatever who cares i'm just gonna go sit down and eat some like you know chocolate covered almonds or something <laughs> like just go the complete opposite direction mm -hmm. uh so I, I will say that it has been difficult for me uh, to a adjust expectations for for me, but b 
in the face of adjusting expectations, still finding motivation to do the right things. It's just like, look, you're, I should still be working out. Like, I should still be doing that kind of stuff. So, like, you know, you skip a day or two, but, like, you know, you just do it anyway. Like, this is, this is the responsible, healthy thing to do is to just, like, you know, just suck it up and go and do your jog and, you know, then, then you're done for the day. So mm-hmm. that's that's been tough for me. A lack of motivation is such a killer because I've been dealing with that too. Like, I don't get out of bed for work until 8 o'clock and that's when I'm supposed to be clocking in. Luckily, I'm usually in by 8.05, so they don't care. But, like, I, I, I have full intentions of, like, all right, between work, before I stream, I'm going to go for a walk, and then I don't. Mm-hmm. After stream, I'm going to go for a walk, and then I don't. And it's just, like... There's just, even during work, I'm like, I should do this while I'm working, or I should get that done, lunch break, I should mow the lawn, it's just, I just, no, I'm just gonna, no, sit here and no, the whole time. I'm gonna sit here and no. Yeah, exactly, it's like, yeah. it, it is, it is, yeah, I can, I can feel that 100%, and with, with the season changing, and seasonal effectiveness disorder coming mm-hmm. in, probably even harder now, mm-hmm. it's just gonna get worse and worse, I can tell. Yeah, well, it, it, yeah, it's gonna be a tough winter. So that's why it's important as as the members of the Brose podcast. Hey, stick together. We're bros. We're, We're bros. bros. Yeah, we are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, arm in arm, band of brothers, all that stuff. The David Schwimmer TV show. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, David Schwimmer was in Band of Brothers, right? I'm not making that up. I think so. Was okay. which yes. is a, which is a huge turn for Ross from Friends <laughs> to just go be like, yo, now I'm in World War Two now. I mean, he uh, was he was in a movie. I think it was called like Boob Men, where he was a plastic surgeon. Was he? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, that was also a change. I think. So be so be be like Band of Brothers. Be like David Schwimmer and Band of Brothers. We're going to stick together. We're we're three of us, and you know, just 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 keep in touch. Check on check on your bros. Whether your bros are are guys as girls as like like uh like uh like to paraphrase Jay Z, ladies as bros too. So uh so check check on your friends. Check on your people and uh, make sure they're doing all right. And just just stay in touch throughout think- the winter. I think it's understood that when we say bros and brose, we talk about everyone. Yeah, Everyone's everyone a bro can be a bro. Yeah, it's the podcast for those. We got a lot. We yeah. got complaints. I had to change the whole goddamn intro <laughs> for the show to address the fact that I was calling people bros. So, uh, all right. Any, any, you guys want to get more serious on this? Any, anything else that's giving you guys trouble? Uh, the trouble in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very particularly challenging for me. Is yeah. uh, What's going on there? Yeah, yeah. World events. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. By the way, the world is still like not phenomenal yeah. right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That's also yeah. Guys, remember inflation? It's back, baby. Yeah. Like we're, yeah. we're there... discussing the seventies again. We're going back. Like I'm listening to news pod, news news shows again, and they're like, "Well, not since Jimmy Carter." I'm like, "I shouldn't be hearing about Jimmy Carter. What's the problem? <laughs> what now? <laughs> the the uh, credit and infl- like shit's gonna skyrocket." By mid-November, if they don't deal with the debt ceiling, I don't know if they have already in the United States. Oh, that's not gonna like, happen until midnight the day before. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I'm constantly working. Like I want to refinance my house and maybe take money out to fix it up, but like I'm like I should probably do that now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to afford to even try to do it because of- you might want to do it now because you're gonna need the money when Chuck Schumer comes knocking at your door, being like, "Yo, guys, debt ceiling is. You know, we hit the ceiling. We gotta pay our bills." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, what's next, Sean? Next is what's the worst you've ever been physically hurt? I tore my meniscus when I was twelve, uh, and it had slowly been tearing bit by bit for a couple of years. 
So uh, periodically what would happen is my left knee would just lock up at like a like a 45 degree angle and I wouldn't be able to get it like I couldn't move it out like the cartilage is just stuck and so the only way to get it out would be like to like wiggle it free and essentially tear my meniscus a little bit and then finally one day I think we were playing like wall ball or something like that when I was 12 and it happened like twice while I was running up and there was just no I couldn't get it out and so they they repaired my knee i had like emergency orthoscopic orthoscopic knee surgery within 24 hours uh and i was in a i was in a brace for a few weeks after that Uh, a few weeks of a like an immobilizer and then a few more weeks of a of like a mobile brace so that that's probably the worst because uh because i you know they had to surgically repair my knee uh i think that is the worst though what about you guys uh, when I was younger, I got two cavities filled without Novocaine. Mm. Ooh. And it was the worst pain I've ever had in my life. Mm. Mm. It was awful. It's, it was, it was regular cavities or yeah, they were just, I just had two cavities and the guy was like, these are small. So we're not going to give you Novocaine. So don't worry about it. And I was yeah. young. I was so young. I was like, okay, yeah, you know best. Yeah. You're the doctor mm. and it hurt so bad. Yeah. It hurt worse than when I got my root canal. I was gonna say like uh, root canals like that's like the granddaddy of dental surgery is like getting a root canal. Because, well, with the root canal, they gave me a bunch of Novocaine because they so drug you up. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, okay, it hurt. I like it, and then the root canal hurt, hurt a lot, but it was just like, but it would, it just does not compare. And I, also, I was I was young, so I think it's in my brain. I've I've kind of blown it up to be this terrible, terrible thing, mm-hmm. but like. It was awful. As a kid, you try you trust your dentist to have your best interest, but right, it, right. And I, I assume he did because he was just like, you know, kids don't like needles, so he's probably like, this is, this will probably give you anxiety or stress, so I'll just we'll just go right for it because right. it shouldn't be too bad. But it right. was it was too bad. Yeah, this is, you blew it. You didn't yeah. do it right, man. Rich, what's the worst physical pain you've ever been in? Uh, is that the question of physical pain or worse Phys- you've been hurt? Worst physical injury. Or worst oh, okay. physical injury. Because that, that uh, short answer is I one time was walking to my car after school and uh, it was muddy and icy and there's a hill and I slipped and bent my knee all the way back to mm. where I swear I heard a pop mm. And then it swelled up, and I could not bend it for about three days. Ooh. Never went to the hospital or anything for it. I had a, see, that I, seems like something you should have done. I should have. <laughs> I went to the eye doctor, and the eye doctor was like, oh, yeah, yeah it sounds like a torn ACL. I just never did any. I told my parents. You went to a different doctor? Oh, well, no. I had an eye doctor appointment <laughs> okay. that day, and I, I was limping while there and told him about it. And he was like, it sounds like this or that. You'll be fine. <laughs> like, I didn't, necess- I didn't go to the eye doctor for my leg injury. You had but, <laughs> But like, I'm glad I, you had an appointment because I would have been like you just went to yeah. the wrong doctor. <laughs> I, up, like. I, I think I told my parents about it and they're like if it doesn't clear up in a day or so, we'll take it to the doctor. But it cleared up after a few days. Like within the next day, I was able to start bending it better. Okay. Uh, but that like that's the worst injury I've had. But I also I was born with a physical deformity in both my ankles, where some of the bones were joined by cartilage instead of joint. So it hindered my movement and range of motion in both ankles to where when I started working at McDonald's after being on my feet for eight hours, it would take me about a half hour to stand up from sitting because mm. I was in so much pain mm. that I had to get surgery on each ankle six months apart from each other. 
there was a there was also a time I broke my wrist uh playing basketball. I got it was it was also the most humiliating way to get injured because it was at the end of a game we were getting killed and uh, I went up for a layup and this dude comes up from out of nowhere and just blocks the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, and it was we were it was outdoor basketball so uh, I from the impact of this dude blocking the shit out of me, I landed and and got a, a buckle fracture in my wrist and uh, but I didn't I thought it was just bruised. So I had basketball camped all next week and I just kept playing on it. Uh, and the only thing that was bothering me was like, oh, when they ask us to do push-ups, like the coach just thought I was being lazy because I was trying to get out of push-ups. Like, yo, I can't put weight on my wrist. Uh, but I kept playing and then it still bothered me for days and days, but I kept, I was playing better and better every day. I had like my best game of the week. <laughs> uh, and then later that time I was like, I think we should go to the doctor. And they're like, yeah, he broke this like six days ago. <laughs> you can't play basketball anymore. Destroy it. So it, it hurt a lot, uh, but not enough for me not to shoot some sweet three pointers. <laughs> I, I was in, it was elementary school, probably first or second grade. Mm. Uh, and the grade matters kind of because, uh, this happened about two days, three days before picture and class picture day. Playing outside and me and my friends are having a race. And by the on the sidewalk by uh, one of the houses next door, um, like a tree grew and broke the sidewalk and the cement. And so it was just all bad cement that was like out of line. I did not know you pronounced cement like that. <laughs> uh, do I... Just cement. 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 Yeah, so you've been doing it cement, and I, I've just pronounced it cement my entire life. And I've known you for like almost a decade now, and I've never heard you say it like that. Cement. cement. Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, it's I. Uh, one of the guys on PodQuest, he, yeah. he, he emphasizes in vehicle, he goes vehicle. Yeah. And so I'm just well, like. like there might not be anybody from the South, and it's just like umbrella. I'm like, ha, yeah. you did it. Uh, but so we're, we're running, and I trip on one of the parts that's like up. And I fall flat on my face and skid my nose. Ooh. I like, all... So, it was pretty much... I had to take my glasses off. Like, all here around my nose was scabbed for picture day. Ooh. Oh, brutal. So, was the worst pain you felt when your mom, like, punched you in the face when you got home <laughs> for fucking it up during um, picture day? I don't actually remember how bad it hurt. Okay. This is how, like... I Maybe I was in shock from it or whatever. Mm. I don't remember how bad it hurt. I just remember like, no, like having this huge scab on my nose, and like so many people would. Again, parents didn't bring me to the doctors or anything. Um, and this was I was young enough to where they like I I wasn't making a decision to go to the doctor or not. Whereas I was when I messed up my knee. But like, it, we had several people just like, let me see your nose and look. Yeah, it's not broken. Like they they don't have any medical knowledge. They're just looking up my nose to see if it's broken or not. Yeah. I'm like, okay, sure. That was like uh, the '90s WebMD was being like, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Rub some dirt in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rub some um, dirt up your nose. But there is, I just I remember there. I I don't have the yearbook, but I'm sure if I were, I think I've seen archives of old yearbooks from my elementary school, and I've seen that picture again, the class picture of me with this just mark on my or this huge scab on my face. I'm gonna add one more entry here, and then I'm I'm good on <laughs> telling my war stories, which is uh I think I've told I've I've, I've I did a couple of tough mutters mm -hmm. uh, in my 20s, and there was one time where uh, I I, may, I very likely have told this story in the past, but uh but I did a race up in like uh like Northeast PA, and it was in the middle of a heat wave, 
and for some reason I decided to wear like only compression shorts uh, and and a shirt over top and I you know put sunscreen on everything like that because it's a heat wave. Uh, but I slid down a hill and split the back of my compression shorts. My bare ass is just showing around. And so I'm like, well, I have two choices. I could continue to run the rest of these this 12, 13-mile race with you know my ass hanging out. Or I could take my shirt off and cover it up. I chose to take my shirt off and cover it up. But guess what? Nobody, I did not put sunscreen on all the area where my shirt had been covering. I only put it on my forearms and everything like that. So I woke up the next morning with what I can only describe as like third degree burns, Uh, like calluses and everything to the point where like I was supposed to go golfing with my grandfather and I had to tell him and tell him like, I'm sorry, Pop, I can't move. (laughs) I can't move my shoulders. Like I couldn't do anything. I tried to take like a cold shower and like the water, I I boiled the water within a few minutes. It was was brutal. It was brutal. That was was pretty bad as well because like your shoulders and your torso, it's like I can't do anything without feeling it. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Brutal. Not to show you off, Matt, but sometimes when I'm going to the kitchen, my ankle gives out and it hurts really bad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So like that is. Is it virtually the same? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got any more, Sean, or what's next? Uh, what's next is what is a really bad excuse for not hanging out with someone you're trying to date? This is from Brian Everett. I got third degree burns running a race <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> my shoulders hurt, so I can't give you that that sweet sweet loving. That I uh, also that 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 would also end it right there. It's just throwing in sweet sweet love in a date conversation. Uh, so what's a good excuse for bailing on a date or bad, bad excuse, excuse for bailing on a date? Sorry. Uh, I gotta help my ex move. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, good, good, bad excuse for not for bailing on a date. Um, mm, uh, new new project runways out. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, I mean, so look, it's a it's a great show. I gotta see what fits are gonna be tight next week. Uh, what are some other bad ones? I can't I can't really think of any. No? I, I really can't. Like, I'm trying to think if I ever had any bad excuses for like bailing on a mm. potential date or something or mm. I, but I, I don't I, I, as far as I know I don't have any yeah um yeah I, I don't I don't really know I had a friend bail on me for a date uh back in high school uh because she said that she thought it would impact the the friend group relationship between like me her and like a completely unrelated third party <laughs> uh and I was just like and I was 14 so I was like Okie doke. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to rock the boat here or anything like that. And then 10 years later, I found out she was gay. And I was like, okay, now that's up. Like, <laughs> now, now, now I'm, I'm following the puzzle pieces here a little bit. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, I have no, I have no qualms with that or anything like that. It's just now, it's just, it's just when everything clicks into place at a certain point. Oh, I just came up with it. What? Uh, I'm nervous. I've never been on a date before. Uh, I mean, it's not good. It's definitely not good. Uh, no, that, yeah. that happened to me. I was supposed to go see a movie with this girl that I went to high school with. This was like at just after uh, we graduated. And I was walking to my car to get in and she lived two blocks away. Mm-hmm. I was just about to turn the car yeah. on and get a text. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know if I can do this. I'm really nervous. Let's cancel for tonight. I've never been on a date before. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like. I, I sat okay. there and I was like, should I, should I just, come on, let's just hang out or sh- should I, and I was just like, all right, mm. fine. And I went back inside and 
All right. Like, see you later. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. This it, is not going to be but, the. This like, is not going to be the, the the seal breaker for you. Like the thing is, like that would have also been my first date. Oh. But I was just like I I wasn't as nervous because I I didn't. Rich was ready to go. I mean, I, I was listening just... to Gunna Fly Now all day, like <laughs> yeah. shadow boxing, like getting it. ready to go. You got it. Like, I, I'm I got pumped it. up. I got like an hour long shower, so I'm yeah, nice and fresh. And, yeah. Like, I've been in the bathroom for three hours, just freshening up and cleaning it's up. Practicing like, your lines ready. in the kitchen. Yeah, like, like, hey. Yeah. No. Hey. <laughs> no. Hi. No. Oh, man, I can't figure it out. And it's just. And then you show up like, in a leather jacket. You're pretending to be Fonzie. Hey. hey uh, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Nope. Nope. That doesn't work. Hey. <laughs> Uh, I think another bad one would probably be I would love to, but the restraining order you filed against me doesn't expire until next month. Oh, uh, you know, it's probably a bad, bad excuse. Mm. Uh, nothing's gonna beat. I'm helping my ex move though. <laughs> Wait, is, have we told that? Is that a, is there a story behind that or is it no? Just, no, that okay. was just, no, just Sean being hilarious because it's a hilarious podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're I look, yeah. just just take that part out. Just this is area out. humorist Sean O'Brien coming up with some of his trademark humor. <laughs> Rich. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, any other ones, or shall we move on? We want to hear some of yours. I think there's some there's some great jokes that we're not mining right now. So if you have a great, uh, yeah. if you have a terrible excuse for not going on a date, brosequestions at gmail dot com. Uh, please send them in. We'll 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 check them out on the air. Post them on our Facebooks and Instagrams as well. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll most and likely Twitter. use this and Twitter too. Twitter. I'm yep. Trying to get back onto the Twitters too. Our TikTok. Do we have a TikTok yet? No, we don't. Because oh I just. Don't I can't figure it out. <laughs> I can't. I want to post. How are I, you going to be our social media guru if you're just like not nah, TikTok? It's new. Look, I'm an old fuddy duddy. This yeah. is new. I don't know it. I didn't realize it's, that last night because a buddy of mine uh, sent me a TikTok video. It was like the first time he's ever sent me a TikTok video, and uh, I was like, I, I watched it and I was like, you know what? I've officially become comfortable with the fact that I'm just never going to. I'm not interested in this one. Mm-hmm. Like this, I'm going to sit this one out. Like I like TikTok, but I don't feel, I don't, for some reason I'm like, why have a profile if you're not going to make anything for it? And I just don't know what to make. I'm not creative in that sense of TikTok, which is why I haven't done a TikTok. And there's, there's a lot more work and editing that I would need to do to be able to do rosé stuff on TikTok, which I can easily do. I just would need the time to do it. Start get that web camera going. Yeah. Just cue this bad boy up right yeah, here. And definitely, definitely set up a webcam or two and just record us talking. <laughs> just creep on the listeners <laughs> in your house. Uh, what's next, Sean? Have you ever experienced a friendship breakup? What did it teach you? I had one when I was in high school. And it was essentially like I was acting as the representative for like an entire group of friends, essentially, because I had a... I had a good friend of ours who uh, reached out and just decided like we weren't for her anymore. Uh, so she like messaged me on MySpace. Uh, and uh, if you're talking about dating or is somebody with a social media platform, she messaged me on MySpace and just like, look, I don't think I want to hang out with you guys anymore because like uh, X, Y, and Z happened. And it, it, not X, Y, Z. I'm not. I'm not like doing a yada 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 over a serious incident. It was just like she didn't get along with some of the people that we were that we were all friends with. I think we kept inviting to, fan, to friend gatherings and everything. And she's just like, I, you know, I, I'm moving on to a different group of people. And I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this is a bummer because uh, I liked hanging out with you. But yeah, sure, okay. Um, and uh, and that was that. That was, I think that's the only friend breakup I've had. I've had friends like drift out of my life before, but never one where they're just like, we need to talk. 
<laughs> and uh, and that's that. What about you guys? Uh, I've had, I guess you could say technically I've had two. Uh, one of them um, was way overdue of just stopping to hang out with this guy. Uh, he made fun of a friend's girlfriend too many times that I almost punched him. Like, I literally swung at his face, but didn't connect, and then left. And so I'm like, all right, we're done. Tried to punch him and left. Because I was like, I, I ain't dealing with this asshole anymore. Uh, another one was um, a few months after. It was a long story. It's kind of a long story. I'll try to shorten it up a bit. But after my grandmother's, after my grandmother passed away, first major death in my life, uh, I was trying to throw a birthday party for myself to go go-karting out in Millville. Um, put up this Facebook uh, event, invited this person and over the course of the last, like, eight months, they have been just mocking me down my throat and, and just mad at me and treating me like crap for reasons that they shouldn't really been treating me crap for. Uh, like, I wasn't able to make it to my friend's uh, graduation party because I had tickets to a concert. Because you're helping your ex move. Because I was helping <laughs> my ex move. Because I had tickets to a concert. I, I, I can't, well, just don't go to the concert. No, I have $60 tickets. Guys, this is Tom Jones front stage. <laughs> it was it was MM Barbecue. I think it might have been the MM Barbecue me and you met. Oh. Met up at. M- might have been that one. That was uh, Allison Chains and uh, Soundgarden. Yeah. And so, like, we weren't able to go to the graduation party because we had the, the, the... But, like, the dude whose party it was, he didn't care. He was like, I get it. I understand. This party was thrown together within three days. You've had these tickets for three months. But everyone else is like, oh, why isn't he here? It's bullshit. He he should be here. Were they just ribbing you or is it like generally? They they were mad at me because a few months prior, um, I wasn't able to make it to. And uh, all right, here's another dumb excuse that I just thought of because of this story. Uh, The dude was having a birthday party at the Barcade in Philly. I was bringing a potential date. Uh, she canceled because she was tired and didn't feel like going. I've never driven to the barcade. I don't like driving in Philly by myself. And I just didn't feel like going at that point because she canceled and I was bummed out. So I started doing laundry and just not going. And I had already told them, go without me. It's fine. So they call me up an hour after they were supposed to have left to go there. Hey, where are you at? We're waiting for you. I'm like, I'm, I, I don't have any clean clothes. I'm in the middle of doing laundry. I told you to go without me. And so ever since then, why isn't he here? Oh, he's probably doing laundry. Like, taking offense for something that I straight up told you, don't wait for me. Go and do your thing and don't wait for me and I will meet you there. Mm-hmm. And if I don't go, I don't go. Like, that's the, in my in my view, it's their fault. But um, the, his wife's birthday came up shortly after that and I wasn't able to make it because they went, uh, roller skating or ice skating and I can't ice skate. And your roller skates were in the laundry. Yeah, my roller, I can't ice skate. Yeah. I was hanging out with a buddy and they never reached out to me to let me know when ice skating was done. And so I just didn't go. But the whole time they were at the party, where's Richie? Oh, he's probably doing laundry. Like offended that I didn't go to this party. And it's like, look, I, I, I'm, I make the things I can make. It is what it is. Like you never let me know that you were back home. But they never confronted me about any of this. So as I put a bow on this, is that you grow up with a group of friends because you were doing laundry? Oh yeah. Um, did they break up with well, you, or did you break up with them? So uh, back to the birthday party, I send out this 
invite for uh, go-karting and he comments on the the facebook thing and this is like a month and a half ahead of time i can't make it i'm doing laundry Oh. which like he he said this as a rip on like as an attack on me hmm. and i blow up on him I'm like look dude here's what happened if you can't handle it that's on you and then he messages he private messages me and it's like oh if you're calling me petty then i helped you do this and i helped you do that and, and like uh, acting petty again and then pretty much just saying you know whatever you're dead to me and then completely blocks me on facebook this I feel like there's got to be more to this. <laughs> I, I'm like, giving... There's got to be something else that happened here. Where this guy was just like, you're dead to me because you were washing your t-shirts on a Saturday night. I, uh, it's... I couldn't make it to this I party. Look, it's I he this dude can't take people like disagreeing with him. And there was one time and they told this story <laughs> like like all they told this story like it was a point of pride to them of he almost threw somebody through the window because they disagreed with him on something. Is your friend Charles Barkley? No, <laughs> no, okay. but pretty much. Okay, but pretty um, much. All right, got it. But he's just, I like, once that once he said he, he was like, you're dead to me, and then blocked me on Facebook, I mentioned, like, look, dude, we have the same friends. We're going to be seeing each other. Let's talk this out. Never reached out to me again. So I was like, all right, fine. I don't need you in my life. And that's what it taught me. If you're going to cause me this much anguish and annoyance i don't need you in my life and that's why rich hasn't done laundry to this day yeah that's, yeah <laughs> to avoid potential blow-ups in the future uh sean have you ever had a friend breakup yeah when i was in uh high school i had a i was like really good friends with, with like these three guys and then this uh this other guy moved into our like came to our school and he was like just a shithead he was like racist just like real not a good dude and this but this didn't this wasn't apparent initially it became apparent later so he like glommed onto our friend group before all of this came to light okay and then once it did come to light like i was just i remember i said i think i said like so they they were uh they were just like real they always just uh defended him whenever he was being racist and i was like no like he can just be a racist yeah <laughs> like, he just, he, yeah it's like you have to be like well he's setting his ways he's like he's 16 yeah he shouldn't be <laughs> he should not be yeah. uh there's a lot of ways to set still yeah and then uh they made fun of my at the time girlfriend's sister for being bipolar like it was just like a bunch of like really shitty stuff and so I was, I, I think I said something along the lines of like, I feel like I need to broaden my horizons in terms of like being friends with you. <laughs> like I don't, I don't need this yeah. anymore. So yeah, we, the, yeah, this friend group is part of a downsizing effort by me, Sean O'Brien. Yeah. So we, uh, so I just broke, I, my friend broke up with them. It was, and it was rough. Cause then I didn't have any friends from like part of my junior year. Uh, but you know, I, uh, yeah, I made it through. Yeah, and it, but it taught me like uh, in terms of what it taught me. Um, I think it just you have to. You really have to stick up for yourself. Like you, you can't just be friends with somebody because they're your friends. Like you can't just. Uh, you have to be able to look at somebody objectively and be like, "This person is not good for me or my mental health right now." Yeah, yeah. If they're if they're, if they're not if they're not 
it's like the Marie Kondo thing. Like, do they spark joy? Like, and they don't have to be like, it doesn't have to be just like barrels of fun every time you hang out with somebody, but like, Hey, this person is genuinely not good for me and doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, cause eventually it's, it's like you're saying, it's like, you are the people that you surround yourself with. And if you, you know, if you just surround yourself with shitty people all the time, eventually you're also a shitty person at some yeah. point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's next, Sean? What's next is what do you consider the ultimate comfort food? Mm, curry, not curry. Um, chili, chili. Mm. Uh, That's a good pick. I was, I was thinking chili. It's got everything, man. Chili, ch- chili is. I mean, first of all, it's flexible as hell. Uh, but it's so it, it the comfort part of it is just you can put so much in it. Uh, it's just as warm. It is soothing. You can put like a nice healthy big bowl protein in it if you want to make it spicy. That is the ultimate comfort food to me. And anything anything you put in the slow cooker for me ultimately is or that you can cook mm-hmm. in the slow cooker is something that I I, I think is comfort food adjacent. Yeah, because it's just because part of the comfort is not just like oh this makes me feel good in the moment. Part of the comfort for me with chili is just knowing it's just sitting there in that pot mm-hmm. and like it's, it's sitting in that you know I can smell it from the kitchen for for hours on end mm-hmm. till it's done. Uh, yeah, I'll say chili. Yeah, I'm so happy it's getting to be chili season. Chili season, baby. Like, chili I'm, season. I'm just gonna start cooking chili like once once a week once every other week probably um yeah definitely chili is up top um that or fried chicken fried chicken is what was like my uh, second or my, third choice my pick is soul food soul food's a good yeah, one too it's yeah it's just soul food yeah 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 the whole the whole cuisine yeah there's this really good place around here called ant birdies mm-hmm. oh yeah and they have they have really good fried fish and you get the fish and some macaroni and cheese. It's just so good. Yeah, it's mm. it's like real. It's anything that's like real warm, and like and that's why chili's good. Chili's like real. I think that just, warm is the aspect. Cause like very few people are like you know like a turkey sandwich. Yeah, as comfort food. Even though like a turkey sandwich is like it's you know it's filling. It's got the bread and you know the the mm. the, the salted meat and everything and the cheese. But like it's yeah you know, it's a it's a cold cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a part of the comfort yeah. is like it warms your body, and the fried chicken works mm-hmm. in that same way. It's mm-hmm. like before you said chili, I was leaning more on like strombolis or calzones, but then like you were like chili, and I'm like chili and fried chicken yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're like the mm-hmm. ultimate. Like I love a good stromboli, but ultimate comfort food is definitely chili or fried chicken. Yeah, yeah, that's uh that's the go-to. Man. Oh boy. <laughs> Another another one in our long entry of like we're very pro food here on the podcast. <laughs> Making me hungry. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, didn't, any, I didn't eat lunch today, so I'm definitely getting hungry. Any good? Uh, any other good comfort foods? Uh, brownies. Mm-hmm. Brownies is a strong one. I love a good pasta. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll put burger and fries. It's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. so standard, and you know, same way. It's just like oh, you got the cru- you know the, the the deep fried stuff. You got the the ground beef and everything. You know the bread the bread like. Uh, I'm just reciting ingredients as part of the meal now. It's like, yo, you got like the pickles and then you've got like the aioli sauce and then you've got ketchup and, and, you know, and in the bread there's egg and like all this other shit. Yeah. And, and again, same with chili, just soup, general soup is just. Soup is a strong, yeah. A good creamy. Panera's got a, uh, you know, it's not a bold take. It's like Panera's like a big gigantic chain that does not need my support in any way. Uh, but they have like a chicken with wild, like a creamy chicken with wild rice, mm-hmm. and that shit's really good. Like I remember there was one time I'd never had it before, and there was one time I, 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 I either got food poisoning or I had a migraine. It was a, I had a migraine. I actually missed work. It was like one of the first times I called out from work in years, 
and uh, and my wife came home with uh, soup for a group, this gigantic tower of creamy chicken with wild rice soup from Panera, and um, I I don't think I'd eaten much that day, and I ate like the whole damn thing. It was so good. Zuppa Toscana at uh, Olive Garden. I crave that all the time. It's Zupa so Toscana. good. So good. Mm. Uh, what is next, Sean? Uh, this is a two-parter. What are the top three things that stress you out? And also, what are the top three ways you deal with stress? Work is in there, and just because it's general work. Work is a, is a big one. Yeah. I get stressed out. I get stressed out about, like, that I'm doing enough for Jake and Alice. Like, that I'm on top of everything with them. And that, like, I'm being engaging enough for them. Work is, yeah. Those work, are good. Kids. And I need a third one. Hmm. Any yard mm. work? That doesn't, stre- that doesn't at you. stress. I know me you out. love yard work, so it's a little different. Rich, uh, what what stresses you? Uh, work, money, and roommates. All right. And those are like work, work, work is just it's it's not what I want to be doing, and it can just be a pain in the ass and frustrating sometimes, especially since. 50 percent of the time I'm doing nothing, and then fifty percent of the time I'm swamped. There's no like middle ground. Um, money is just because I'm in a constant state of do I have enough? Can I pay all my bills? Like the past, uh, I was supposed to actually going back to some of the other questions. I was supposed to go on a date recently, or like plan a date with someone for Halloween stuff for like haunted attractions. I don't have the money to do it. I I've, I haven't had money for the past two three weeks. Like, I paid all my bills, all my bills are paid, but then I just don't have any spare cash. So I haven't really reached out to them to hang out because I don't have the money to do that. So that stresses me out. And then my roommates are just... I mean, I don't know if they listen to this anymore, but I'm sure they know that I'm ready for them to go. <laughs> and I'm ready to have the house myself again. I'm going to email Jensen I, with this I, one. Like, yo, this I, is a great episode. I really think... <laughs> please do. Please do. Like, yeah. I... I ordered lunch yesterday and i ordered breakfast this morning because my kitchen sink is full of their dishes because they haven't cleaned it and it stresses me out because then it goes into the money aspect i shouldn't be ordering this but i don't have the space in my kitchen to clean my dishes after i'm done cooking and so i don't want to make any more dishes so i order out instead and it's just it adds all to it and so now how do you deal with all these stresses um or stress over that, <laughs> yeah. number number one just gonna be blunt and get it out there, self pleasure. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Is it is it is getting is it just being blunt and getting it out there your method of self pleasure? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay, like, got it. Like I'm I, like I'm 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 gonna be honest. Like if that's not one of your ways of like I I'm, I don't blame you if it's not one of your ways, but I mean it's generally a lot of people's top ways of dealing with stress. Um. Yeah. So it's it's that. Then it's um. Then it's the the other two are very un, unhealthy and it's hiding in video games or hiding in binge watching TV shows like I'll binge a video when you game say hiding like it's like... it's not dealing with the stress by just disappearing in something else and it'll be going and playing video games for three four days in a row and not doing anything else in the house not cleaning up not trying to find a new like not dealing with my stress and just like trying to just forget everything by binge video games or tv i don't know if it's necessary so like like days on end maybe not but like i think there is an element of 
you're not going to solve every problem right in the moment. Mm -hmm. There's going to be times where stuff stresses you out and it's sort of out of your hands for a period of time. And look, I, I'm, I am not a therapist. I'm sort of relaying what my therapist says. It's just like, look, if you need like an hour or two to like, hey, I'm just going to watch TV. I'm going to, I'm going to set these, these aside for a few minutes and just do something basic that I enjoy, whether it's, you know, playing, playing video games or, or checking out a TV show or reading a book or whatever it is. You do that sometimes. Like, there's a reason we have entertainment for that reason. Like, yeah. we, we, you know, the the movie industry blew up during the freaking Great Depression because people were just like, "My God, I want to think about something else other than my family starving." Yeah, we're gonna go, you know, see the you know the penny theaters and and uh, go watch some movies. Like, it's it's how it blew up in the first place. Yeah, and, and I also uh, I used to cook when I was stressed, but again, talking about roommates. That adds to my stress now, right now, and so yeah. I don't we didn't really... say drinking, which is a big yeah, one. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't do, yeah. I don't like drink. I don't. I mean, I mean, I don't drink to deal with stress. I occasionally, and it's been a while, smoke weed. I don't smoke weed to deal with stress. I just <laughs> it's perfectly legal it, in it's our state. Perfectly legal in our state. Um, but like, I don't overindulge on those things. The stuff I overindulge in is binge watching games and TVs and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think work is the big stressor for me. Uh, I would say the number one one. The two, uh, the second one is generally just like an existential dread of like there's a lot of problems with the world and I only have like a certain capacity to affect any individual one of them. Uh, whether that's you know something you know the coronavirus itself, whether that's I, I would say another stressor is like you know I do my best to maintain stuff around the house because my wife is working so much, but like. Man, I'm not a scientist. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a. I'm not a pharmacist. I. I don't. I don't have the tools in my toolbox to literally go out and do anything about the raging once in a century pandemic. And so that caused me a lot of stress. We're just like, I need to. You know, I need to contribute in some other way. How can I contribute? How can I contribute? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a big one for me. And then you know, I'll say that I'll put that under the existential dread uh, of you know, like there's stuff going on with climate, stuff going on with the economy. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's like okay, uh, you know. Joker McSchmuck, how am I going to, uh, you know, what what is my contribution to these problems going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, and how I don't do really you... have a third one, but existential dread, I think, counts as two and three. Because there's yeah. so much in there. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and, like, even with my three, I'm not saying existential dread isn't in there. It's just, these are the top right now. <laughs> right, right, right. I would say the ways that I handle it, uh, I, I genuinely feel, there are a couple of ways that I handle, like, in the moment anxiety. Like, if I can feel myself going down the rabbit hole... Literally just getting up and like walking around the house will make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Like just just mm-hmm. like moving around, you know, it gets my brain thinking, it gets my blood going a little bit. Uh, I go, I, I work out in the afternoons, and usually after my run or after my my workout, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I feel good. Yeah, I went and did something else, worked a different part of my brain, different part of my body. So I will do that. I, I will I will you know play some Switch, play some video games, uh, to to just decompress. Uh. I don't know what the third one would be. The other way that I deal with stress, uh, you know, I talk sometimes. I talk it out with my wife uh, after she gets home from work. But usually, I have I have relieved the stress prior to her returning home. So it's you know, occasionally I'll talk with her about it. But uh, I will say those three. I'll be talking with my wife. Uh, cook, cooking is up there, but I, I try not to do that as much because I uh, 
I end because I end up making comfort food all the damn time. And so I can't just be like, well, every time I get stressed, I, I Matt gets buffalo wings every time he's feeling <laughs> upset about you know the coronavirus is just another chance for buffalo wings. Uh, so I'll say working out, you know, walking and, uh, and and talking with my wife or playing video games. Sean, Eddie, how do you deal with stress? Uh, I, video games are a big one. Video games and TV, I'll put into under one umbrella thing. Um, weed is a big one. Hell yeah. It's, it's super helpful because uh, it's, you know, it just makes you feel, <laughs> feel nice. Yeah. You don't worry so much about. What's it turns all on? your bad feelings into good feelings. It does. Trust me. I, I wish I could smoke more often, but <laughs> with trying to find a new job, I probably It's should. not habit forming. <laughs> it's not habit forming. And it's the cheapest drug there is. <laughs> um, so. And then I started doing this thing. My therapist recommended just labeling things in the room for grounding yourself because he, as he explained, anxiety is living in the future. And depression is living in the past. So the way to, so like I have both of those things, so I'm constantly somewhere else. And so just labeling things helps to ground you in the present moment. And that really helped, that's really helped me with my stress, my existential stress. Yeah. Just being like, okay, here, there's a, there's a wine bottle. There's a, you know, there's headphones. There's a, there's a regular phone. Yeah. Uh, and just being like, and doing that has really helped just kind of ground me for a while so that's those are those are my three ways mm-hmm. there you go yeah mm-hmm. most excellent any other stressors or ways of dealing with stress guys no man it's a stressful time to be alive yeah yeah it is you know, a lot i think going it on. always is i think it's always been a stressful time to be alive but yeah. right now specifically this is the world enough to actually have consequences for what's yeah. going on <laughs> and uh it's like oh shit uh I, I should do something about this. Uh, what is next, Sean? If you were planning a nice dinner for your bros, what would you serve? Chili. That'd be, it'd probably be chili. Mm-hmm. Uh, chili is the one thing that we can all eat. As I say, I would make chicken, but I want to leave Sean out. I'm yeah. like, mocking him because Sean's like, this said on several occasions that like the one thing he misses is like buffalo wings <laughs> and fried chicken. I wouldn't just be like, here's the buttermilk, baby. Like, uh, so it probably would be chili because uh, we can all do our own little thing with it. Like I, I think like beyond ground beef works really well in chili. It does. Uh, and, you know, I have a fleet of hot sauces. Uh, Rich Sweeten came over a couple weeks ago, <laughs> provided me with a couple of Spitfire hot sauces, uh, which, by the way, I had some with wings last week. Quite good. The the buffalo chicken strombolis I made for uh, Martha's party, I used the garlic one. Oh, okay. That's that's next. So that's one. That's in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, my list is use the garlic sauce, but uh, but but you can do you can put a different hot sauce in each one to give it the exact you know spice blend or heat blend that you want. Uh, it would probably be chili. I don't know if chili qualifies as like a really nice dinner for the bros, but that is what I, I would do. I mean, it, it doesn't have like it doesn't have to be a, a four course meal or anything. If you're just having everyone over to have a nice meal, like yeah, it, mm-hmm. like, for, it to be like, like chicken Frances or something. Yeah, yeah, like I would, I would have if you were to hey come on over, we're just gonna hang out and have dinner, and you serve me chili, I'd be ecstatic. If I told, but like I would call you guys over i'd be like all right here's some soup i'd probably make a pasta dish like spaghetti meatballs Mm. or something like that and have veggie meatballs and then i'd probably prepare some sort of dessert i don't know what but like Mm. i i like for me when i think i'm gonna make my friends a nice dinner my immediately thought my immediate thought was steak but because of vegetarians it's like all right 
pasta. Here's what I would pivot to. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Here's what I would pivot to, though. I pivot to salmon. Salmon Salmon is so good. Fucking delicious. You know, I and that's like I don't, I don't cook as much fish as I wish I did. I don't eat as much fish as I wish I did. Yeah. And so, like, generally, when I think of cooking a nice meal for people, fish is at the back burner because a lot of people I know don't like fish. Oh boy, losers! All of them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. freaking nerds. When, yeah. When uh, when you go on a uh, a family vacation and people get pissed off and mm. close off half the house because somebody decided to have a crab uh, a crab boil in, in in the house, it's like, all right, well, I guess I'll just never do fish again. It's... I have an aunt who really enjoys uh, spending time in in Seattle City down the shore, uh, but hates seafood. And I'm like, well, what do you do down there? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like everything down there is fish yeah. and and seafood and and shellfish and all that. Like, yeah. what what are you doing down there all that time? Yeah. You're just ordering from Shubies and getting burgers. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Seafood is the way to go. And salmon uh, salmon is sort of like the steak of fish, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there are there are nicer. Uh, yeah, you, know, you do like swordfish, I guess, or mm. something like that. But as far as like rich, you know, filling delicious flavorful fish it's hard to go wrong with salmon i love a good salmon. a good oven baked salmon mm-hmm. there is one i would not do this for you rich because of the gluten-free thing but i did there's a um like a pan seared like honey mustard uh no it's a dijon mustard it's like a, a mustard with panko breaded salmon and so you use the pan you use the uh i mean we, we get like gluten-free yeah, panko breadcrumbs but uh but uh but like uh but it's it's you use you use Dijon mustard as like the adhesive to get the oh. the pans the uh the panko to stick to the salmon and then you you know you fry it for a little bit and then you stick it in the oven for about ten minutes. It's, mm, it's one of the first like so really good. nice dinners I made for for Jenna and uh, ta da married now <laughs> done. I'm just I'm pointing there's a one to one correlation between those two activities. Nice. Uh, it's chilly. Chilly. Okay. Yeah, chilly. Nice. Chili's good, man. Yeah. It's hard to go wrong with chili. He like I said just. Versatile white chili, red chili. Ooh, I love mm. some white chili. Do white chili? Baby. I've never had white chili. I don't think we had a chili cook off at work, which is when I knew that I had turned the the, the corner into old age. Which is like I entered the work chili cook off <laughs> uh, with my own chili. But uh, but somebody made a white chili, which I had not had a lot of before. But it was it was quite good. It was quite good. Nice, Sean. How many questions do we have left? There's one more. All right, let's do it. What would your perfect date with your partner consist of? Or what would your perfect date consist of, I guess? Because we don't all have partners right now. No. Um, well, uh, I'm, I'm going to pretend that there's not a pandemic going on for a second. And no, yeah. Just yeah. Kick that to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect date would certainly involve, first of all, uh, we, we got to go to a Sixers game. My wife and I are big Sixers fans. Uh, would love to go to a Sixers game at some point again in the future once it becomes a little safer to do so uh but i think the perfect date would probably be like a lengthy one because it would involve uh a day sixers game it's gonna be again this is the dream scenario uh (laughs) daytime sixers game so we're looking at like saturday or sunday matinee game uh an opportunity for us to return home and get changed uh and then we do a movie followed by dinner that's the key Here's the thing: you don't want to be rushing dinner to get to your movie. That's everybody true. does the, the everybody does the dinner and then the movie. No, 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 no. Movie first, always movie first, never not movie first, uh, because you want to enjoy the film and then go and get your meal. And uh, and you're not you're not rushing the dinner. You're not like trying to get you know get the, the the server to come back with your check or anything like that. Just enjoy your feature. Go out to a nice dinner. Uh, I think if I was to pick one restaurant, uh, boy. Uh, 
it would probably be a Mexican restaurant because my wife like my wife likes Mexican food so much. Uh, so I'm going to say Central Taco in Collingswood uh, it was one of her favorite Mexican places. So go to the theater, uh, go see a, a movie film, and then go to Central Taco and uh, then relax in the evening. We'll probably go for for a nightcap where I enjoy like a nice glass of bourbon while we watch TV. Nice. That's our night. That's nice. nice. It's a long day. <laughs> a long day. What about you guys? Um, drive up to New York and have a picnic in Central Park. And then maybe see a show near Broadway. It doesn't have to be on Broadway. It could be off Broadway. Who knows? But a nice stage show. And then, I, honestly, I, I wouldn't even drive up to New York. I would drive up to Hamilton, take the train up to New York. And then... Get a nice dinner and take the train home and hang out back at the house. All right. That's nice. That is very nice, man. It's a nice yeah. day. It's a nice I, day. I want to start going to see a theater. I've always loved it. Never gotten to really go to it. I want to start going. And that's just, I would love to just take somebody out to go, like like I said, picnic in the park, theater, nice dinner, home. That was the first weekend my wife and I spent uh, together, uh, like going away on a trip together as a couple was uh, going up to New York. We saw Rock of Ages on Broadway mm-hmm. uh, and uh, got a hotel nearby and went and just walked around Central Park the next day. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, hard to go roll. Yeah. I uh, I would love to go see Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is on th- on Broadway right oh, now. Oh, nice. Like, I want to see that. All right. Sean, what's your uh, your perfect date? Um, I'd like to go to a story slam where Mary is performing. Ooh. Because I really liked to make her work on your day. Yeah, but I really liked listening to her tell stories. I think it was just she was she's really good at it, and it's really fun for both of us. And I like supporting her in that way. So, going to a story slam, and then maybe going to, then going to the movies and having a nice dinner at Kitchen Five One Nine. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, just chilling out at home, because like. We don't, I mean, with two kids, you don't get a ton of alone time. So well, just have, just like being able to relax. Well, I, I was going to ask the end of the night, kids at their grandparents. Yeah, they're, they're uh-huh. gone. Yeah. They're not there for the whole time. <laughs> they're kid, they're kid, spending kid, the night somewhere else. They're yeah. in the void. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, just, they're just in the void yeah. for the evening. Yeah. They're in a pocket dimension. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, it would just be a night where we don't have to worry about the kids and we can just kind of spend actual time together. Mm-hmm. Some lovely evenings guys. And I accept I'll go to you with you uh, okay. on both of these. Nice. Yeah. All right. The nice dinner we're going to have in New York is at this restaurant called Ninja where it's ninja themed. Okay. And the servers come out of the walls like ninjas. Is that an actual restaurant? It, I, as it used to be, I don't know if it still is. I'll have to look it up. I thought you were going to say TGI Fridays. Uh, no, <laughs> if anything, we'd go Olive Garden. There was a, <laughs> There is a we went to there was actually one time uh, my brother and I went up to New York with my dad on a, on a trip and we went to the TGI Fridays in like Times Square which was this is just like the most short-sighted decision by my father uh, because it's you're still paying like times like Times Square prices for everything mm-hmm. but it's fucking TGI Fridays yeah so we we both, we all just got like hamburgers and it ended up being like a ninety dollar bill my dad like like he was like and I knew I was like twelve I didn't like say enough to tell him like hey is this looks expensive for a hamburger here. Like, cause I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, but he got the bill. He's like, how is this $90 for three hamburgers? And then they're just like, sir, it's here, here. It's just, it's right here. We told you it's on the menu. So, 
Uh, yeah, Times Square baby. Had Hell another yeah. Snyder. Yeah. Uh, that's all the questions we had, correct, Sean? That's it. That's it. Anyone with a closing thought or a take? I do not have any. No. All right. I'm going to give one. It's a, my continuing theme of uh, it's just all right with uh, with Matt Casnell. Um, the Wawa burger and fries I finally had for the first time last night. And it's just all right. Like, it's not bad. It's not like an affront <laughs> to humanity or anything like that. It's just all right. It's a burger. Uh, the burger was fine. I, uh, the, the, the brioche bun was, was buttery, but like a little bit too much. Like there's, there's a lot of bread involved in that situation and the fries were great blend of spices, uh, but not very crispy. So it was just all right. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. <laughs> it is not like the worst thing that's ever happened. It was not like, you know, a cataclysmic, uh, business decision by Wawa that will go down in history as the day that the worm turned with Wawa, with Wawa. It's fine. It's a burger and fries from a gas station chain. Yeah, fine. just yeah. all right. Done. It's fine. Just all right. It's, it's fine. So it's on the same level as that new Adele song. It is just all right. <laughs> if you want to see more stuff that's just all right, then follow me on Twitter uh, at mcasnell. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. What about you, Sean? You can find me on Twitter at hey, it's S-O-B. And you, Rich? At B underscore walnuts. And you can follow Tim Hansen on Twitter at Tim R. Hansen. The podcast is on Twitter at brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose Podcast, and it's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you would like us to answer on the air, just email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien, who compiles our questions week in and week out. Uh, to Tess Riley for editing our show week in and week out. To Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shan Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is the song When by Steven Siebert. You can find Steven's work uh, along with many others at the Free Music Archive. All right, it's time for plugs, everybody. Rich, what's going on with all your stuff? <laughs> Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts to watch me stream video games generally Monday through Thursday from 7 to 10 o'clock eastern time you can also check out www.1-quest.com that's one hyphen quest.com um for all of our socials and rss feeds for both podquest the nerdy talk show as well as bonus action the tabletop podcast where me sean a bunch of other friends play some dungeons and dragons sean what about your frisbees i'm throwing them ob disc off everywhere except instagram ob underscore disc golf uh, releasing in October here, if you're listening to this, you probably know at this point, come on, of course you know that the first episode of the Taste Fakers podcast is available, and the second episode will be available shortly. Look, if you've ever listened to music and thought, this is great, but like I have, I, I can tell that these two albums are connected in some way. This one influenced the other, or this one had the same personnel as the other, or you know, they, they both tackled a certain issue or a certain uh, point in their careers the same way. Where, oh, where am I going to get somebody to confirm this information for me? I've got your place, everybody. The Taste Fakers podcast, where we connect bands like System of a Down and Run the Jewels, where we connect Def Leppard and Andrew WK, where we connect Thrice and Tom Waits. What the fuck? Uh, you can hear how we do that with me and my brother Alex Casnell uh, on Thursdays. Uh, it's the Taste Fakers podcast. It's a great time where we break down these albums and their history and their and their the music itself. Uh, and Taste Fakers is available on most major podcasting platforms. 
And I'm going to tell you guys about our friends at the Anchor Persons Podcast. Greg and Gene Person uh, are giving the the news industry and, and the state of journalism the send-up that it deserves. It, it treats it with all the seriousness that modern news media requires, which is none at all. Uh, if you've ever wanted uh, to know what the emotional weather is, if you're curious about what the latest in Estonian sports is, food, crime, butt science... Uh, these guys have you covered on all the issues that the liberal lamestream media is afraid <laughs> to cover in their in their nightly shows. Uh, the Anchor Persons podcast, you can find them on, on most major podcasting platforms and at anchorpersons.com, I think. Don't quote me on that. Just find Anchor Persons. Just Google Anchor Persons podcast. Let me tell you, it's, that's the best way to do it. All right, guys. That's all. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moose team. My name is Matt Gasnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. <laughs>